It's Lawrence and Layla on the Bernstein and Holmes show today. We are going to talk about Jose Abreu. Here's what I think I'm going to do, Layla. I think I'm going to read some quotes from this piece that Steve Greenberg did. Oh, at 11? Yeah, so that we can talk about it a little bit. Um, Some people might think that it's negative, but we are trying to do positive White Sox stuff. How about we just observe the stuff that's out there? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, like, we're letting the game come to us. We're trying. We're trying very hard. Trying real hard, Ringo, to be the shepherd. That's what I'm out here doing. Okay. 708, I wish I knew the Von Erichs personally. I was just a fan. Yeah, you talk about a tragedy. Like, that family is everything so tragic with the Von Erichs. It is, man. Super tragic. But before we went to break, Layla, you brought up a point that I think that we should discuss very deliberately about Patrick Beverly and leadership and it it being necessary for it to happen with a player on the court. So where do we go from here on that? To me, I just want to know, why do you need that? And I think it's important for teams to have it. Rajon Rondo is a good example of that. The Lakers have made a point to have somebody like that. I think that's partially why he was on the team. You need a bunch of different personalities on a team, I think, especially in the NBA, to be a winning team at the elite levels. So that, that to me, is, is just, again, like a mission statement I believe in in sports. So I understand that that is something you need out of your players. You need players to take leads and be, be leaders if, if that's where they are drawn to be. I don't like forcing people into any role like that. However... When you combine all the information, it starts to add up. Billy Donovan has been same song, different verse the entire season. We're about to hear something that speaks to this. We see a conflict happen on the floor in the game against Detroit, a team that they should beat, a team that they've they've really gleaned a lot of self-esteem uh, points this season from. The win in Paris is a good example. So then we draw the conclusions that A, there's a leadership void. B, a player who just told some big truths about your team, who was hired because of a deficiency on your team, was granted a very amenable release Mm -hmm. in favor of another personality who already is seeing an issue here at times and has told you what he thinks they need. All of that is great. How does your coach fit into all of this when the results seem to be very similar? It's an excellent question. What I've said about Billy Donovan, and I, and I, I stand by this, I feel like it's bared out. I really like Billy. I think Billy's smart. Seconded. I, I enjoy listening to him talk about basketball because I think he knows basketball. And I learn stuff when I hear him talk. I think that when it comes to in the game, in the actual game, he is barely above replacement level basketball coach. And there are things that I see where I'm like, for example, like we can look at the game on on Wednesday with Detroit and say, you're playing a team that you should beat. You're having an incredible night for one of your players. If you were going to play isolation basketball with any of the players on your team on Wednesday night, 
that person should have been Zach Levine because Zach was on one on Wednesday night. But the Bulls ended up playing isolation ball with DeMar. And I'm still waiting for Billy to, in those moments, call a timeout or during a media timeout and say, DeMar, we know what you can do, man. We know that you're the guy when it comes to a lot of these fourth quarter situations. This is one of those games where Zach's got it going, so we're going we're gonna to drop actions for Zach. We're going to give him an opportunity to, to carry and lift us out of this game because he's, he's on fire right now. And that's it to me is you and I are both huge fans of Billy Donovan. Dan is too. This is not the anti-Billy Donovan show. In fact, I think there is a brilliance to what he does because we can question this in a way that is respectful. We can we can ask if adjustments need to be made in a respectful way because we appreciate what he does. That's right. That's egalitarian. That is as confidence. However, there's just a massive disconnect here because they abandon the game plan constantly. It happens a lot. Constantly. Now, and then there's a question though: Is that on him? Right. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to figure out: is what is the solution? This is not my chosen profession. So I, I don't have all the answers, but other people in that profession seem to. And you can't always argue that it's just about the players on the court. NBA is 100% about fits. I get that. But somewhere okay. in here is a solution that should make some sense. Why don't we hear from Billy? This is Billy talking about his team continuing to give up big leads and what it was like to try to come back against Detroit. I know how hard it is to win in this league. And never mind win, but win on the road. So I don't want to diminish the work that these guys put in and everybody puts in. But, you know, it's it's the thing that we've got to make a choice on. I, I was really encouraged the way we played basketball in that first half. We had 20 assists. I think we had 69 points at the half. We were moving the ball. And then we come out, you know, just very, very carefree, relaxed, and you know, we got it back up to 20, didn't close the third quarter the correct way, and didn't start the fourth quarter the correct way, and you saw what happened. They're, they're playing with energy, and they're overwhelming us because we're just, you know, we had our foot on the gas in the first half. And then to start the third quarter, I took a timeout. I mean, the, the first minute and 30 seconds into whatever it was, it was, I don't know if it was minute 30, but it was pretty soon. It's just we got to, like, eventually get that corrected where we just keep our foot on the gas and, and we just got to be able to do that. And I think it's – I've said this before. It's, it's, it's everyone. You know, we as coaches have got to try to find ways to, you know, correct it, help them, or do something to help them. And they've got as players, I think, also figure out, like, that they can't come there. And that's kind of what we fall back into. We fall back into this – so you see this team in the first, you know, 24 minutes of the game that's playing unbelievable, beautiful basketball – then you see a team looking lethargic, uninspired, un, you know what I mean? And that's, it's, it's, it's amazing to me, to be quite honest, you know, because I have a lot of hope and optimism with this group because you see the best of these guys. And listen, as long as we're playing to that standard or trying to for 48 minutes, you know, it's fine. But, I mean, it happened against Washington. I think I mentioned to you that our offense was struggling in the first half. And then the second half, we came out and played great. Today, it was flip-flopped. I mean, we played an outstanding first half. And then the whole second half, you know, not the whole second half, but there were moments where it was just, you know, it wasn't good. We got up by 20, and we kind of caught ourselves. But, you know, and, and some of it, to be honest with you, we got lucky that we got up 20. We had some good things and good fortune happen to us. But we, we got to get, get that resolved. Yeah, poor Jaden Ivey. 
that was uh that was rough calling the timeout. Yeah, you could man. see the sadness on his face it, and poor Dwayne Casey. The the real the real nugget here, the Easter egg, was the guy's face behind Dwayne Casey. Yep. When they <laughs> the guy in the tan blazer. It's like, oh, we didn't if, have any time. Please, outs. if you can go back and see the video, because it is priceless. Here's here's one of the issues to me is he is not the overbearing, overpunish, take Zach Levine out, tell you in the media that his defense wasn't good enough in the game coach. That's not what he does. And this is the flip side to having a player's coach is some of these issues, they're going to want you to figure out work out yourselves. Billy is quick to a whistle. We know that. If he doesn't like something he sees, he is quick to a whistle. But there's also an element of, no, you guys, you guys need to work on this. But if it's not working, what do you do then? And, and it makes it harder because they're likable. Right. Like, I like DeMar DeRozan. It's a, it's a team I love what full he of does. good dudes. I like Zach Levine. And frankly, I like Zach Levine's attitude toward this. He's not, I, he's not being disgruntled about it. He, it. Everybody's like, yeah, this is what we want to do. Like, And you've seen all the reports back that up. That this is not something that has has worn personalities to anger. So I it, it's I think it's difficult. And frankly, I think Vooch has been really uh to this point emotionally graceful about it. Absolutely. So I say this with utmost respect, but like I could see Patrick Beverly being like, What what the heck is going on here? No, no. And and being frustrated by that, or Goran Dragic doing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need an outsider's perspective to tell you the truth, but then but they've had it. The most important thing that you you just said is when you figure out that the style that you're using doesn't work, then what do you do? Like if you've given the players all of this opportunity to kind of work through it and figure it out as a coach, like what's your next thing that you have in your bag to try to get them to do what you need them to do? And we haven't seen that counterpunch from Billy. And the reason, that's what's upsetting. And the reason I say this so much is in the NBA, this is the established industry standard coaching style that works, right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is a formula it's a that players they know league. is proven. True. And I love that about the league. I love that nobody's beyond reproach. I love that you can talk about everything. Like that is that is a uh, to me, that's like why we're here, right? Like how we can how we can freely discuss all this, and you know, if you have a problem with somebody one day, you won't the next because we're human, and that's beautiful. But where do you go from here, knowing that you have to have those people on the court, and are they telling enough truths for you? 